When I was young, my grandmother faked a heart attack as a joke. Sixth grade was my earliest memory of wonderment about God. I knew inside that my morals could be in a better place, that I could and should be a better person. I don't know if by standards a school bus can be considered a church, but it was the first time I really felt the one to communicate with God. Me and my mother don't talk much. Not out of dislike, we just don't. And so there are ghosts. And so there are beings in other places like my mirror, which I finally began to look into again. And so I hope every poem to be a hymn, hanging like the wrists of us as we all are fish trying to shoot ourselves inside of the barrel of hope that I might hear something that'll bring me to where I need to be because if I can live with myself, then surely I can live with them. And when beds are made of pools of our passing and we finally sleep sound, I hope I won't have wasted any way any final moments so there be anyone left in the end. When I was a kid, my grandmother faked a heart attack as a joke. I freaked out. A few years ago, my uncle found my grandmother on our couch the hospital, diagnosed her with diabetes, and said that had it been another 10 minutes, she would have died. I've never been so calm in my life. My grandmother has always been an angry person, but now when she yells, I can tell that it must be out of fear. When she speaks of me leaving, I can feel how it must wrench like pipes, trying to fit sound too big for their bodies like a church organ built for heaven, but by someone who does not know its distance. I'm still not sure if a school bus can be considered a church, but my truck is a sanctuary on late nights when the jersey barriers on the side of the highway are promises that I want to make to myself. When I want an intersection to wrap around my body, I am wondering why I think about thinking about these things as if life or a faded photograph of eyes of universe is already dead both pulling themselves apart trying to find the good things i do see the good things my mother is not a ghost story i cringe at over fires or flashlights my mother is incredible and yet i know when my breath leaves me out of distrust of my will when a stone is to be still over my head the single thing i will feel disdain over is that i did not put in the effort to spend more time with her when they left you here be all right this is the let god die podcast this is josh and this is calvin and we're joined today by christian welch christian is a poet from florida who i uh, just had the privilege of touring with for um eight shows and uh we just wanted to have him join and share his story and his heart christian who are you yeah who am i i dude i don't know I let whoever God says I am, um, attempting to, to be conscious of that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm me. Um, I do spoken word poetry, and I enjoy it. A child of God, um, a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, prayerfully, I'm actually doing that. All right. So Christian spoken word is. Uh, I love it. Um, it kind of was just grew on me more and more each uh, each show. Um, and really, really felt like God was speaking through what he had to say and some of the things that he had to say between poems uh, were things that I definitely know I needed to hear. How long have you been doing spoken word, and what does that look like for you? Like six and a half years ago, yeah, or roughly. What what it's become, like what, what it is at this point, because um, I used to be heavily involved in the slam and artsy kind of communities um so did you get into slam poetry like as a teenager so yeah i I guess it had to have been like 2009 um so whatever i was like 15 i'm pretty sure 14 or 15 i think it was 15 um i'd started writing and then i got invited to this like weekend youth thing at a church and went to that met a kid who lived right near me who went to a cafe down the street from our house um, started going there with it. He also went to my high school, turned out. Uh, started going there with him, and then they were in the process of putting together a youth slam team for the Fort Lauderdale area, which is where I'm from. Um, and uh, so, and like I was like, well, why not? So I signed up for that, and then that's how I just got like super exposed to and involved in the slam community. So, for everyone listening who doesn't quite know what slam poetry is, like, what exactly is that? Yeah, they're like what what slam is, and I don't know the legitimacy of this. I was watching a documentary, and I believe this is what was said in the documentary that um, someone, uh, I think maybe it was in the eighties, um, like they would be having spoken word shows, and they you know do them at like bars and stuff, and and people weren't really paying attention, um, so they 
I allegedly what the guy did was he started making people score the spoken word artists so that they would have to pay attention. Um, again, allegedly, I don't know if that's actually what how it started. Um, but so so what what slam is is it's a competition of poetry. But what like slam typically is is just just poems whatever that looks like for you uh honestly like you'd get up into a haiku if you want to uh, most people don't do that most most of it's somewhere between a minute to three and a half minutes long like you can't go over that if you go over that you get a time penalty when i when i was like the stuff i was involved in like youth and stuff it was like five judges and they do a thing where like the highest and lowest score gets dropped and they average the three middle scores um but you know you can have like like three to five judges like some slams like if it's not like a sanctioned like like competition you know sometimes they kind of just have to take how many people they can get so it ends up being like three people or um but it's it's pretty much um a competition where you're where the poetry um being spoken out loud is is judged and then you get placed depending on how high you you score throughout like a predetermined amount of rounds so what it turned into is i got out of the slam scene um and got involved uh yeah i I started having a huge disdain for slams and whatnot uh so i got out of that got out of like stopped involving the artsy kind of communities um and i had recently started going to local music venues um like at the time uh not you know this was like end of 2012 i'd start going local music venues and then sometime like mid 2013 i started doing shows at local venues um and that's pretty much like what it's been my and then i met a friend named Jeanette who um who does stuff in west palm um who her the stuff she involves in is open mics in the artsy kind of communities so i started involving in a lot of stuff up there as well as just like local music you know shows so yeah that's an an attempt to tour a little bit obviously so um attempting to increase that more and more but waiting to see how that you know what god does with that so christian um can you walk us through like your journey to uh beginning your walk with christ long story short a summation of events ended me up and like really turned my back on a lot of things that i like um I ended up doing a lot of things like just not not okay things um and and just living in in a way that was contrary to how I thought people should live um which granted and realistically my thoughts of how people should live at the time were askew in themselves so let alone being askew from what was already askew you know <laughs> but um I mean, you know, at that, you know, no sin's greater than the other. But, like, from a worldly standpoint, I, like, I got worse and worse. Um, and, uh, and, 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 you know, I say that, and then, like, I, I've looked back, and I got one of those, like, weird time travel th- things on Facebook recently that was, like, um, before I started walking with Christ, and it was a verse from Matthew. So I was, like, what and like there was a situation that happened um which if anyone ever wants to know i can describe it to you but i'm not gonna say it right now but i was in a situation long story short i was reaching for something in my backpack and i'm pretty confident i grabbed my bible by like i was like oh and missed like was like where is it and accidentally grabbed my bible and thinking back like i wasn't following christ but i i had my I think I had a Bible in my book bag, so, like, I guess I was reading it. And, like, I remember, like, thinking about things and talking about things when I went to, like, youth group and stuff when I was first going to church. But, like, well, yeah, the only way I can equate it is is I was blind and, and then Christ opened my eyes because, um, you know, none of it, like, clicked in the way it does now. Um, but, yeah, so a lot of stuff was happening. Um, and a lot of things, I, I, I ended up, like, getting hit with the, like just like what what are you doing right now um kind of thing for whatever reason i started like actually reading the bible for the first time and i don't think 
I've retained anything from the Bible previous to that. Like, I'm sure maybe it was in there a little bit, like from things I may have read at points. Um, but from like what I can recall was the first time I felt a want, like, or like not felt a want, was actually reading the New Testament. Um, and that was like, uh, maybe late mid 2013. Um, and, and I did like, I had up and quit my job because I felt like it wasn't, wasn't, I, I didn't think I was in a good place mentally. So I quit my job and stuff and, and my, my poetry was sucking real bad and I started focusing on that again and like actually there was just a lot of false things going on inside of me. Um, and, and I started reading, for whatever reason, started making myself read a specific amount of the Bible every day. Like I, I just got in my head, I was like, y you have to read two chapters every day regardless. Like if you want to read more, read more, but like no matter what, you have to read two chapters a day. Um, so I just kept reading it, um, you know, through going to shows, job interviews, you know, just not going to work or not having a job, just being at home, just whatever, making sure I was reading it. Um, um uh, real quick. So, I mean, you, you mentioned that you must have had a Bible on you yeah. like, before rec uh, that time period. Like, was there, what was the draw for you to read the Bible in the first place? Like before that point, did you have like a desire to know God or like was your background in the church or were you just kind of like curious like, yeah i've always believed in god um i'd like to think it's the god who i still believe or who i believe in now but like i i knew nothing about him so like it, it was just a bunch of um like i've always believed that there was a god that loves all of us you know and i i've always for whatever reason believed that um, we were made, we were created, that there was a design, that there was intent for everything. Um, and yeah, I've, I've always wanted knowledge. I've always wanted the truth. Um, but like, I don't think I ever sought God out. Like, I think I just generally, um, tried to figure things out, talked about things with people, you know, like listened to songs and read things and all that just to like figure things out in general. And then, yeah, it was just kind of just like that. Um, and, you know, I, like I had a lot of, I didn't grow up in the church at all. Like my family isn't religious, like didn't talk to me about God. Like no, I, I had no involvement. Um, like I didn't even know Christian things existed until a couple years ago. Like Christian bands, Veggie Tales. Like I knew, <laughs> I knew of Veggie Tales, but I had no idea that that was a Christian thing. Like, like, um, the Christian family unit, I didn't know that that was a thing happened. And I just knew that there, like, you know, like Jehovah's Witness, I knew there was some people that knocked on the door. I knew that there were some people that said you were going to hell if you had tattoos. That's all I really knew about Christianity. Um, and, you know, and then all the uh, Old Testament stories that, like, you know about because Disney made a movie about <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Um, you know, Joseph in Egypt, he, you know, good cartoon. Um, but... But so, yeah, so, and, and then in, when I was in 10th grade, I started dating a girl, um, and she invited me to this getaway, like, youth weekend thing on Halloween weekend. Um, it was, you know, we all meet up during the day, do stuff at the end of the night, we break off into smaller groups, go to a certain youth leader's house and stay there for the night, meet up the next day with everyone as a group and do that for the weekend and then have church on Sunday. Um, and that was the first time I ever went to a church, as far as I know. Um, and uh, and for whatever reason, it I guess it made sense. I just kept going. Um, I allege what it was was I started getting names for the things, like started learning names for the things I believed in. Um, and then it still went. I still went through some stuff, like like not really sure about like thing like I, I was always like why why in the heck would I like capitalize the word him when I'm talking about God or like why would I call someone my king like my king like that's what is that um so I had this kind of like disdain for like the actual authority of like God and Christ and you know if, like if, if you would have asked me like do you believe that God's better than you I'd be like of course he's God how could he not be better than me but 
in reality, this like subconscious, like not really put my arrogance away and like, like realize that what if, you know, like it, I'd call him King just, just out of obedience, regardless, plain and simple. But yeah, so that happened. And that was for like four years, like back and forth. And I remember being in situations with a girlfriend and like texting my youth pastor, asking him things about like his relationship with his wife and stuff. And like, you know, wanting like to, to figure it out and, and to not, um, I guess I'd, I had guilt or shame or something in reference to some things and just being like, being like, well, what's, um, which that's, you know, in, in my, in, in one poem, uh, with the him behind it, um, it's like I mentioned sixth grade, uh, was my earliest memory of like, it, it's my earliest memory of like actually praying to whoever God was. Um, and it was because I was wondering, like, I was on the bus and we were just like, you know, flicking each other off because for whatever reason, that was funny to us. And like, and then I like felt odd about it. And, and then I was like, well, do I feel odd about it because it's not good? Or do I feel odd about it because there's a camera on the bus and what if the school looks at the camera and tells my family and then I have to deal with that? Um, and I pray, you know, praying to God, like, like. Like, I don't know what, like, I don't want to be doing this if it's not okay, but I also don't want to, like, I don't want to think it's okay for false reasons. Like, I want to, I want to actually know, like, if this isn't good, I want to not think it's good, and I want to know why it's not good. You know, I want to be honest about this. Um, and, and so, but yeah, so just things happened for like four years, and then um, going, like, first like i was going to like youth group every wednesday sometimes church on sundays uh you know with my friends and stuff and then things got kind of scattered and stopped going with those few friends and um on and off and like it got to a point where i would go and just kind of sit in the back and just be there for what i was there for and then get up and leave um sort of thing and then i just stopped going to a church altogether and then a little bit of time went by and then that's it ended up 2013 started reading the bible for the first time and whatnot uh and my friend like my best friend had uh this guy lives right next to him went to this church and invites everyone to everything always and just kept inviting my friend so my friend started going or no this is the end of 2012 so we went to a like a men's like or not men's we went to like a bible study kind of thing i think one time um but then that was it. and then 2013 started reading the bible and and then when my friend had started going to the actual church services so i went a couple times and was still like you know i'm not like i had been really f like figuring out root you know my root in christ like i i felt like it was a good thing to segregate yourself from a church to figure out what you believe in um and and you know figure to figure out your root in it all um and then you know so yeah so i was like you know and i was telling my friend i was like well i'm not gonna keep coming like he's like you should keep coming i was like well like i don't need to be at a church but then i just kept going and and part of that was out of like so i was god was starting to open me up and i was starting to like get my you know relinquish all my arrogance to him and then things just kept happening he kept opening me up and i kept giving things to him and yeah like what was going on like in your in your heart at that time you know like because if you're at a place that you're like giving things over to god and mm -hmm. you like feel like that's a thing i mean obviously i don't think that's just coming from like head knowledge like type yeah thing. like what was going on in you you know I read the bible and read, jesus talks about people being blind and i didn't i was just like all right you know and that i never like got it i was just kind of like like for me i've always had a lot of disdain inside of me for people and like it, for me, it was pretty much like, you know, people are people and, and make the decisions they make. And for me, I make the decisions I make like that, you know. Um, but there there was a tree and I couldn't see it. And then there was a tree and I could see it. Um, I don't know what happened. Uh, I just know it just started making sense. Um, and that, that was pretty much it. Like... Um, I guess maybe there was something in me where a final realization of like, I'm not, you know, 
this big intellectual who comprehends things on a high level i'm not um you know and i'd like to think that god has blessed me with comprehension but like you know i'm not like for whatever reason got it in my head that god is right um and like all the things you know christ's words were right and so it was just like all right well if this is right and and christ says he's my king then he's my king and if this is right and you know god says he's god and that i have to do these certain things then i guess i have to do these certain things yeah i don't know like i just felt like like i out of nowhere had this comprehension that the whole time i was dying denying christ king or lord and denying god like like truthfully truthfully like that he was better that he's god and i'm not um was oh gosh i forgot where i was yeah it, it was just like this this realization of like oh my gosh they are they really are these things and they really are over me um i don't know it just it just happened and i was just like well all right you know you're yeah. right God just like opened your eyes to that. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of other things. He just started punching me in the face with them. Pretty much, like, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I just kept reading the Bible and he kept opening things up to me. And I, I kept going, well, like, you've been right this whole time. Like, I, you know, I, I was like, like, I just started to feel like, oh, my gosh, I've been a jackhole. Like, like feeling bad, like. Like not not apologizing because you know he doesn't need my apologies, but but th this kind of thing of like, well, oh crap! I've been like I've been denying the king. Like I've been I've been arrogant to the king of everything. Oh no! Oh no! Oops! <laughs> like it was just kind of like I don't know as if somehow something inside of me, like my heart or whatever it was, um, like I was just. I, I, I was looking at the king, but it was just real, like, real blurry. And, like, you know, you can hear these light, like, far, 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 far away, like, a mile away whispers of, like, dude, that's the king of everything. And you're just, like, doing stuff. And you're just, like, yeah. And then one day, like, like I just, like, you know, blinked and opened my eyes. And he was clear, you know, and the king was standing there. And then I was, like, oh, well, there you go. And then, like. <laughs> Like all the things that I knew in my heart, like I like were like, oh well, that's why, that's why that's there in the first place, and, mm -hmm. and you know stuff like that. But but yeah, it was just a matter of one day, I I could see him and was like, oh crap, I've been doing this in front of the king of everything. <laughs> so yeah, kind of reminds me of my story. Like when you mentioned it, like I grew up in a similar background where like you know I grew up in church and things like that, but. I can remember one defining moment where, like, after, well, basically, Maddie Montgomery was preaching his message out of church, and he spoke on, uh, I believe it's Luke chapter 18, it's the passage about watchfulness, and this is, like, the first time I really kind of began to kind of dig into my Bible a little deeper than I have before, and uh, he, he said a statement that went along with one of Christ's teachings that said, like, you know, uh, blessed is the servant who knows a master's will and when a master returns finds him doing it you know for him he's gonna place him over much and he said but to the uh, servant who knows his master's will but basically lives a faithless lifestyle he's gonna come back at a time the servant doesn't know an hour he doesn't expect and he's gonna cut that servant into pieces and assign him his place with the non-believers and like after hearing that like it clicked in my mind like holy smokes like I had one of those Elijah, like, I am utterly screwed moments. <laughs> like, if this is God and the way I've lived my life up to this point, like, if this is if this is him and this is me, then I'm done for. And, like, I had that moment of clarity. And ever since then, like, it's been different. And, like, mm -hmm. I can remember that defining moment. But, like, over time, like, it was just like that. Like, him just blowing things my way and having revelation and him just blowing things my way and having revelation. Mm -hmm. Then too, like about how Jesus, when he met Nicodemus at night, he kind of spoke about like how, you know, you have to be born again to like no one enters the kingdom unless they're born again. He mentions this thing about the wind that kind of freaked me out. I think we talked about this when, I, when we went out to breakfast the one day. But uh, he says like, you know, the wind blows, it comes 
and it goes pretty much like you have no idea where it's coming from or no idea where it's going and he's like so it is with everyone who's born of the spirit it's like it's not our control like how we get saved like salvation belongs to the lord like he does the work and sometimes it is just like in a moment where it's like you know i was blind and now i just see things and things are just different and like a light bulb kind of moment i guess yeah matthew has was a huge thing for me um um and it was like you know when it gets into like beatitudes and like matthew 5 through 8 like chat or chapters 5 through 8 and whatnot um just when christ is talking about like loving people and not worrying about things and judgment and stuff like that and like i've had a lot of judgment in my heart and like uh you know just reading that like through what he was doing anyways at the time and then like what he opened up to me through reading that and stuff like i just started realizing like jesus said you know murder um thou shalt not murder but i say to you you know whoever is angry with his brother has committed murder in his heart like um which josh is actually interesting about you know you're all those souls i've murdered in my heart line because i've been that's been a something like a statement that's popped up in my stuff a good bit I, I none of those poems are actually like have been done or memorized or anything but um it's a been a thought in my head because like i wrote like i've like i've sat in the car with like my best friend and like stabbed him inside of my heart like and, and like and and yeah i just like he started opening me up to the realization of how like even in my a skew version of good i wasn't even matching up to that like you know mm. um let alone true goodness um and like i was i was pretty like thought i you know i thought i was a, a good person you know i <laughs> thought you know I, was, I thought there were a lot of people that were, were worse people than me and stuff and like um he just started opening me up to like don't want to say not good i was because you know god isn't about like you're a disgusting person like that's not how that works but like just like like just realizations of like like the way things really aren't like the truth of like like there is um and i've always believed in like a judgment on people and that you know like people were had to be held to this certain thing and like and then you know start realizing like but but that's the actual truth and it's the actual truth for all of us and there's there's the possibility that i may get there in the judgment i may not be in heaven i i i believe you know through christ i i can be um and and i really want to be and i'm gonna gonna go with the assumption that through through faith in him i'm gonna be but you know, I I believe in Jesus Christ, and and I believe through Him, all of us, all of us can have intercession with God and can have can be in the kingdom um, after this physical life that's occurring at this moment. I guess it wasn't wasn't this like more morality concept of judgment anymore. It kind of became this like like just real like there there's gonna be a decision made one day um and yeah just i mean but with everything you know with 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 the wrath and with the love it's you know there was just everything god just started opening but yeah i don't know all right when you were talking i was reminded of the poem in your one line about morals um yeah well sixth grade was my earliest memory of wonderment about god i knew inside that my morals could and should be in a better place i was saying more so the line about like morals not existing yeah well that's the the line the written line uh, is okay. yeah it, i believe inside that my morals could and should be in a better place and then like this past little bit of like do like i'll do, uh, do in that poem and then like i would say that and i'd be like morals are but morals aren't real like they're because i was thinking about that at the time but then, then like addressing like hey side note uh i was thinking that at a time but morals are a bunch of bullcrap if if you think that get you know get rid of your concept of morals but but yeah so that's just the expression like like um morals you know they're they're false they're they're a fabrication they aren't real there's there's the word of god um and then that's it and thankfully the way the word of god works is is even if we aren't following it there's still hope 
for us. Um, there's still grace and forgiveness and love, um, whereas morals would attest to morals attest to some some code of of, of like personal attribution to to like standards um and, and it's just like and that's the way i used to be is i used to focus a whole lot on like certain things for myself and for other pe everyone else like if you weren't following these things like you're like and you know i say with alcohol like i i i've always had a huge disdain inside of me for alcohol um and people drinking alcohol um still still don't like it um but like i used to have just a lot of judgment like, yeah like a lot and i still like that's one thing that for what i like i have to like address is is like i can't let my like i have to address the fact that i'm still shallow in reference to that like because you know you're angry because you there's an issue and it's like it's irritating that there's an issue and stuff but then most people uh most of us uh we let that anger come forefront or at minimum all of us at some point in our lives um let that anger be the forefront that like frustration but in reality there's like this compassion all the way in the back of it all the way like it, it which is the real reason why it's we don't feel okay about it um i mean though you could say i mean there are some things where i'm sure if if people grew up you know being exposed to certain things maybe that you know that could be you know some subconscious but like um a lot of us we just are angry just because we're angry in general um so when there's something we don't feel good towards we approach that with a lot of anger uh, but then compassion started when i started giving it all over to god uh actually started becoming you know the the came to the forefront and to where um because in reality like the only reason i have an issue with it is is because like i like it's not good and i want a lot better for people and and i a lot of judgment and stuff and and you know my moral code led me to dehumanize a lot of people led me to kill a lot of people in my heart um to say and do a lot of unokay things and to to do those things i hate as opposed to the things that i actually wanted to do in the bottom of my heart yeah, that's one thing that stood out to me a lot whenever you performed, you know, and mm -hmm. when you're just talking about like recognizing like Jesus as right and wanting to just like, I think you were like surrender things over to him just because, I mean, it really like if we're making the moral standard, like it, I think we all give our, ourselves maybe a little bit too much credit and think that our conscious, you know, is mm -hmm. valid and accurate. Yeah. And that um, if there are things that are contrary to our conscious, then we're just like, those are the things that are quote unquote wrong. You yeah. Know? Um, but if our conscious isn't affected, it must be totally perfectly okay. You yeah. know, um, one of my buddies years ago, um, even just like talking about uh, struggling with, with looking at porn, he was saying that like, man, I wish that there was like, like there, I wish there was like a more obvious like negative result like immediately. Yeah. You know, because he was just saying that um, I can tell in hindsight over time that my heart is driven away from the heart of God. I can yeah. tell that it's warping my view of of females. I can tell that it's making me more selfish. Yeah. Um, but he was just like in the moment and little by little, like I can't see that. So it's very easy just to like be like oh that thing is fine it's natural it's very easy to just think of all things under like that moral conscious mm -hmm. standard um my favorite band used to be rage against the machine pretty self-explanatory <laughs> you know? um that's the way i used to be um and like i like i don't watch the news anymore i try not to look at things on social media like um, I've recently been letting myself look at things again to try to know, you know, know, be conscious of what's like occurring. understand of yeah. what the world is, what's happening. Right. Um, and in reality, I feel that if Jesus Christ were here, I believe he would be addressing these things. Um, so like, and there's these like odd formulas for for logic and whatnot, and like I I apply to it, and I try not to say these things because I don't because the application is the same so i don't want the outcome or, or even the means the means to end any of it to be the same as it used to be 
um, inside of me, but like, um, like I alleged that like more moral code would have us think that racism is bad. You know, people being killed over things is not good at all. Um, and it needs to not happen ever. But like, there are bigger issues behind the racism like it's not just people are racist so so it's bad so they're bad it's like um like the way i equate it like you know there's the situation of of like people who sexually assault people um not that that's okay but there are a lot of situations where people who do unokay things allegedly have had a history of the same or similar unokay things done to them allegedly that's someone you know like social you know that's been studied in psychology and hospitals and all that um i don't know the technicalities or the statistics but allegedly that's a thing and it's like um the darkness doesn't just end, start and end with the thing that's occurring like there's a whole lot of things occurring and like um and and so like i guess not not to go too into that but just in reference to like morals morals will place you in a point where you're not actually you know like that that person's drinking a bunch of alcohol you know being extremely obnoxious bombastic like purposely doing like socially um unokay things to other people um but in reality like that person's dying inside right now like that person's probably doing that because they're dying inside already um you know and and you'd say oh well they're even for like certain like people who may have not even went through anything like like they're still dying be, be they still don't have life they're still doing things because they don't have life um and like so for me like that's kind of what what it's been like is is like not looking at people being like well you know you're being a jackhole like this like you know pointing at them but but like just looking and wanting them to know like dude like you like you you don't have to die anymore like like you don't like all all that you're doing right now all of the reasons that led you to be doing this like you don't have to be attributed to any of that you don't um i don't know because all of us are are we're, we're attempting to find things you know um we try to find things hidden in the corners of people in corners we try to fill the emptiness with more empty things um and, and it just creates even more and more distance even more and more darkness it just keeps swallowing itself and, and it's it's uh just the realization of like destruction and self-destruction and like there are things that have to be addressed as opposed to just just applying these like self-driven ideas to people so in view of like the world's code of morality mm -hmm. um how do you see that like in contrast to um i don't know like godly morality yeah. um w what is the difference there yeah. um so i i mean at that i think the something to address and that is there's no godly morality because there isn't morality um and i'm sure maybe if you want to get into some technicalities of words and whatnot but there there's no morality um morality i allege would be contrary to god therefore there can't be godly morality because that'd be nonsensical concept um there's the word of god which would be what the in, in placement of the morality of God um, or God's morality there isn't there's only God's word God's law um, the truth um, and um, I know that that's the difference the truth the, the focus of it like the focus of every single thing God has ever said is is the truth is the root of it all is that you know um, as Jesus Christ said it's it's not just about well if you stab someone in the face it's bad it's if you look at someone and you take their humanity away from them even in your head or in your heart you're killing that person you're killing the thought of them um and and that's what I I believe the word of God it, it, it addresses the truth of everything it addresses the root of it it talks about the reasons why it exists um the reasons why it shouldn't exist um, 
and and so so that's what it is and and like our like morality would would address aligning ourselves to a certain way of being that some other person has thought of whereas the word of god would have us align to how god created us to be um and at that even in the word of god uh morality doesn't exist uh large in part because of the word god in part because of grace um morality can't be a thing because it dictates um yeses and nos it dictates specifics it dictates like if you're there you're good if you're not there you're not good um whereas grace um would have us comprehend that uh we're not gonna reach it um it's not gonna happen um but we can be attributed with everything good regardless um and like kevin at, at one of the shows that he played down in my area recently he uh kevin schlereth yeah kevin schlereth he he talked about abraham and he's like he's like well yeah you know abraham you know he's this guy and you know he's doing you know like jesus talks about him like whenever he's mentioned he's you know he's this like penalty you know he's abraham it became israel you know the you know the nation the you know the people of god um and um and he's this like you know abraham he's this thing and this like reference point and all that and and kevin was like but like abraham did some not okay things and i, I don't know specific i don't remember like what he did but like you know he, he did just a bunch of not good stuff he wasn't a, a decent person a lot of the time I, I guess um and uh he was like but whenever abraham's accredited in the bible uh it's never so he did a pretty good job or it's never he was good enough every time something stated about abraham it says abraham was righteous um, or I don't know if it says Abraham was righteous, but like it expresses that Abraham was righteous. And Kevin mentions that it, regardless of all that, like that's what is known about Abraham. God chose to accredit that as righteousness. God looked at him and decided that he was going to say that's that's righteousness. All you know, his faith that's righteousness, um, and and that's that's what it is, um, and. And in the sacrifice of Christ, you can't have morality. Uh, you can only have the truth of God. Uh, you can only have the promise of God. Um, I don't know. M morality would have us have us believe in in these certain things, but but God would have us have us know that there is life if if we want it. God would have us know that that he he's doing it for a reason. That he has a will and an intent for it. That Jesus Christ suffered. Uh, in propitiation for us and then rose again so we can have intercession with with the father um and uh yeah mor morality ten tends to thoughts and ideologies and and the word of god ten tends to our souls i think i think it's so awesome it's so rare like like you said like there is like no morality like there's god's law like and it's perfect and it's and it can't be broken nor can it be tainted and uh yeah when it comes to us like you know we tend to grade on a curve whereas our standards aren't set in stone they're more comparative while the father's standards is perfection to the t and truth being none of us add up to that standard mm -hmm. <laughs> which is why we need a savior and that savior can't be ourselves because we don't meet the criteria to even be our own savior I alleged like morality, like human morality and logic and all that would have would have you go if you do anything that is contrary to loving people, you're not a good person, right? Bam. You're and but then like the word of God uh mentions, you know, not loving people, right? And loving people. But like it actually addresses it. Like the word of God explains where love comes from what you know what it looks like why we should be doing it like um and you know not let what it looks like is and you know if you buy homeless people some clothes it means you love them because it you know just because you bought someone some clothes doesn't mean you love them um loving them may mean that you buy them some clothes but not the other way around um but yeah and like one one, one would say if you're not loving people then 
it's not good and but but god you know would actually tell us how to love people and and tell us why we have love to give to people in the first place um so yeah i guess it yeah comes again back down to the fact that god is actually addressing the root of of everything and why it's here and why it should be so yeah so what was your like what was your view of god like before i thought there was someone that created everything i thought there was like purpose and intent um i thought there was morality you know i thought god thought certain things were wrong and certain things were right um, I, I, I suppose I thought that, um, I thought, I definitely thought that God created us all and that like we could talk to him if we wanted to. Um, I thought he was something to figure out. I, yeah, I, I believe that God had an intent for everything. I believe that there was a God who created every single thing, um, in the entirety of the universe. I don't know. I guess that, that was pretty much who it was like, I just those very big i was like i knew everything was created i knew it was created for a reason i know there's reason to the creation and for the creations um and then yeah and then i thought god thought that everyone drinking alcohol were as bad as people as i thought they were all right well yeah i guess i should edit that last but i'm not sure that i ever consciously thought that god hated anyone or anything like that but i mean i alleged that that the fact that I was saying my morality was right had to have been assuming that it was an actual universal absolute. Um, so I alleged that, you know, I don't know if subconsciously I was applying that to, to God or what, but yeah. There's this um, author, Anthony DeMello, who I've mentioned a lot of times, mm -hmm. um, who he uh he brings up that like a lot of the time we want to think of ourselves as good or bad you know but he just brings up like you're not good nor bad you're you <laughs> um and he's just like you know like not that the things that we do are totally you know in line with the will of god um but he was just saying that you know like instead of seeing ourselves through a moral lens you know like the bigger question to ask is like are we being more or less surrendered to Jesus, you know. That's good, dude. There's a Dr. Seuss quote. <laughs> exactly how a line in one of my poems came about. There's no one that is youer than you. Mm. Um, <laughs> but that's just a random um, one. One poem that I have, and it talks about or it mentions that see yourself and reflection of the stained glass of god's eye and sign it is who i am um and yeah like in reference to mirrors and whatnot like like morality would have us has us looking into mirrors and and addressing what we see as opposed to like if we were to look in in the reflection of christ and reflection of god and the spirit um it would have us see what God sees. It would have us see the way things are. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess there's a lot of sermons and sermon statements and right, but like you know, Christ wasn't just like, oh man, he doesn't have any clothes on, or dude, that's a lot of mud, or like it. It was just like uh, it, it was just like human child of God. All right come on with me and that was that's it that's all you know it's like and then you know people want to be like i don't know yeah there's a lot of things that could be said could maybe put it this way that like uh when we think of terms of morality like that is a like a defining thing mm -hmm. um where when we look at god's grace that is like a thing that calls us into like an invitation to be who we were you know, mm -hmm. it's not like this is God's law and it defines what side you're on or yeah. like, you know, if you are good or bad, but more so it is, you know, the ex Christ being the expression yeah. of God's grace. I mean, I think basically, like you said, like allowing us to get, get at the root 
mm-hmm. and actually be called up instead yeah. of just a thing that puts us in our place. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, the, the God, God's word, um, God, God's word is, is not a description of a line that is drawn. God's word is a description of his intent, you know, and, and he did say like, like there are, there are consequences if you if you're turning away there are consequences if you're attributing or if you're giving yourself over to these things there is a judgment um but he decided to give his his son um so that that's not the end game that's not where it stops um he he I guess I, I guess a lot of people where a lot of their like their judgment comes from is is like well God's word or or like what I think the truth is or whatever um, is is a is a as as you said like a, a defining thing and place you here or there thing um, whereas in it, it's just it's it's God's intent and that's it plain and simple it's the way He wants us to be living we're not living that way we're not gonna live entirely that way. Um, but like God doesn't stop talking there. Like God kept saying things. Um, and, and he's like, so his intent is for us to be at that, but we're not being at that. We weren't at that. We're not going to entirely be at that. But, um, thankfully God still, um, continues to guide us towards things, even when we're not following his will. Mm -hmm. So like, Yay for that. <laughs> um, thanks a bunch for sitting down with us, man. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. It was honestly a, an honor to be on the road with you to have some crazy antics. And uh, how can people find out more about like your, your poetry if they want to? Yeah. Um, um, I have a phone number. Uh, it's 954-655-1066. Uh, you can call or text me whenever you want. If I don't don't answer or reply, just keep attempting to. I may be just asleep or at work or something, but that doesn't matter. Keep attempting. I have a Facebook page, which is like my personal page. It's just my name, Christian Welch, and then uh, actual like Facebook page for my stuff. And I have a Bandcamp, which is ChristianWelch.Bandcamp.com. So yeah, those are how that happens. Sweet. Yeah. Well, thanks a ton, man. I appreciate yeah. it. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to check out Christian stuff, um, it's great. And I think you'll really like it. Okay, the, the hymn that you uh, heard from Christian is Will the Circle Be Unbroken? Um, and definitely check out his Bandcamp. Uh, check out his Facebook page if you want to track along with what he's doing. And maybe uh, catch one of the shows that he has. Thank you for your time. And until next time. Bye.